Welcome to the mikvah.org podcast. The mikvah organization has been dedicated to the education and resources for Jewish family life since 1975-5735. You can support our vital work at mikvah.org forward slash donate. Thank you for your support and enjoy today's recording. Okay, hello and welcome everyone. On behalf of Bigfoot.org, uh, I want to thank everyone for joining us tonight for part two of our three-part series on halacha and ashkafa for women in the workplace. Last week, in case you missed it, well, really the halacha, the, the halacha sessions, Rabbi Shusterman should have been first. We were a little out of order, but last week we had an interview with Fianna Afton of Three Bows. If you missed that class, you can listen to it um, by going to mikvah.org forward slash audio. I just want to start off wishing her for Shlema, Rechavagutta, Basan Yechasia. If you can join me in saying Kapitol Chaf. So tonight we have with us Rabbi Schusterman, who is a shliach in Beverly Hills, California. He's also on Vajra Bani Lubavitch for many, many, many years. He answers halacha questions and lectures worldwide on all topics of halacha. So we want to welcome him tonight. Without further ado, Herbert Schusterman. Thank you very much. Good evening, everybody. Sorry, in the month of Elul. Um, I just want to give a few minutes of Hashkafa. I'm sure you had Hashkafa last week, but Hashkafa relevance in, in, it's relevant to halacha. Generally speaking, marriage between man and woman is something very holy. But that's only when it's done with kedusha of marriage and everything like that. When you're dealing with relationships between non-married men and women, I'm not talking about parents, children, grandparents. When talking about relationships between male and female, so then that is could come to something which is very despicable, disgusting. Not only that, I'm sure everybody knows that many, many marriages have been broken because of things that go on in the workplace. Families have been destroyed. Lives have been destroyed. Suicide issues have been, and this is all because of the non-kosher relationships that exist in the workplace between men and women. Years ago, men had their role, women had their role. There were completely different roles. Today, there is a mixing of the genders, and therefore, 
men are doing women's things, women are doing men's things. There's a workforce where there's a combination between men and women. And in fact, it's interesting, the Rebbe used that attitude of women going out there, not being home, you know, in the kitchen, so to speak. And the Rebbe used it in a very positive way of women getting involved in and spreading the wellsprings of Kedusha. Um, the fact is the workplace today is a place where people meet and are together for an extended period of time. Hopefully, I mean, when you get a job, you want to keep it for years. So there's a strong relationship today in a workplace between everybody that's working together. Uh, we know the Gemara says, when it comes to the Indian of Arayas, forbidden communication, forbidden relations in any way whatsoever, there's no guarantor. There's no guarantee. You can't say I'm a tzaddik, I'm a holy person. This won't happen to me. The Gemara says, in fact, the Gemara says many tanoim, that many others would say, please watch me for my daughter. Please watch me from this. Take care of me because when it comes to the level of Arayas, if we find the Chumash Beichel and Mishpachesa when they were commanded all the laws of Arayas, the Jews were crying. It was a very difficult thing to keep. I do want to mention halachically, <clears throat> before a woman or a single girl take a job in the workplace, if it's a married woman, she needs permission from the husband. Halachically, she cannot go work in a workplace without permission from the husband. That's number one. Number two, based on the Rebbe's teachings, a woman before she goes into the workplace must discuss it with her mashpia. In other words, she has to make sure she has a mashpia, a proper mashpia, mashpia and discusses before this aloha, before going into the workplace to discuss it with the mashpia of yes, no, what guidelines, what parameters, and what needs to be done. Another very important thing is a rav needs to be involved in the woman's involvement in a workplace. There's a lot of halachas that come up especially the levels of Yichud, which is Mamish Halacha. But in, besides that, there are levels of Halacha. There's a level of Midas Chassidus, what is proper for a Chassidish woman in her behavior in the workplace. <clears throat> and you need to know what's halachically allowed. And we're going to discuss a lot of the Halachas. I don't know if we'll cover everything today, but there's a lot of Halachas involved. What is allowed and what is not allowed. Number one, even before we go into the questions that were sent in to discuss, the relationship between man and woman in the workplace can only be what's called professional. If it becomes too comfortable, the relationship between man and woman, it falls into a different category in halacha of yichud, what's called libe gaspa, that they're too comfortable with each other. And when the two people get comfortable with each other, meaning it's not on a temporary basis, it's day in, day out, 
week in, week out, so to speak, and they're having this personal connection between the two, the laws of Yichud are much stricter, and a lot of other halachas become stricter because now they're having a relationship which is non-professional. It's non-professional, and therefore you have to be very careful with this. Even when it comes, I'm talking now, this is straight halacha. When it comes to discussion, you're having a discussion with a coworker who is the opposite gender, it by, by, plays both ways, man to woman, woman to man. It must be done only in a professional way. They shouldn't be talking politics. They shouldn't have discussions about the weather. They shouldn't have a discussion about what's going on in the world and solve the world's problems. That is halacha inappropriate. And many, many times it's even halachically forbidden to have these discussions. So if a person, a woman and a man are in a workforce, it has to be discussions in a completely professional way. And you have to be careful. It's very, very difficult. But you need to have proper set proper guidelines from day one because when they see that from day one you're already setting proper guidelines you will respect each other in a more professional way rather than in a friendly buddy buddy way which is halachically forbidden obviously i know this is a difficult issue but this is halacha there is no handshaking, there is no physical contact in halacha allowed between opposite genders. Even if the one person sticks out their hand first, there's arguments upon arguments in halacha. And the way we paskin is you're still not allowed to, even though it might not be that a chiba, it might not be in a way of romantic relationships, a way of friendliness, but it's still forbidden. And once they see from day one, that's what you do, they will respect you with that. Um, many times, one of the questions came up about getting rides to work, from work with a coworker. There's a number of issues involved. If it's at night, there's a problem of yichud. In fact, this is something that Rebbe once spoke about at Fabrengen, about people going in taxis at night, a man and woman, and it's a shayla of yichud. Same thing with workers and co-workers. And in fact, that's even worse because libe gaspa, they have the stronger connection. Um, if the need comes up, and again, I'm just saying general guidelines, everything needs to be discussed with the rav, mashpia, and husband, if you're married, to be comfortable with that. I'm saying general guidelines, either exceptions to the rule, maybe the exception sometimes makes the rule, but these are halacha that pertains to all aspects of women in the workplace. Let's say you need a ride to your work and there's a male worker going on your way, lives in, in your neighborhood, he's gonna pick you up and take you to work. Even if there's no issue of yichud, in a advisable halachic way, the woman should sit in the back. Or if it's a woman driver, the male should sit in the back. They should not be sitting next to each other. 
if there's a few men and women in the car, so then you need to discuss with the Rav, um, you know, what, what we're allowed to do and what we're not allowed to do. But generally speaking, even if there's no Shaila of Yichud, and they want to give a ride during the day and it's not tinted windows and it's in a place where cars are driving and people can see into the car, you need to make sure you're not sitting next to each other. It's in totally inappropriate. Another very common thing that's in the workplace, I'm going to say that is what Poskim write, is nothing of my own here, what Poskim are writing, and they write, it's advisable, but they write, it's strongly advisable. If possible, there should be no name, first name basis. The boss, and we use the word boss and worker or coworker, it doesn't matter. They should not be calling each other, if possible, on first, names, first name basis. They should call Mrs. or Mr. Rabbi, doctor, whatever. It's a breach in, in the relation, in the boundaries of man and woman. It might sound very fanatically from, but I cannot emphasize how many of these types of buddy-buddiness ruined people's lives and ruined children's lives and killed people. And we have to be very strict because when you have the attitude of being strict, then you'll end up okay. Like the Rebbe Roshap said, if you, heat, if you need, let's say, uh, 300 degrees in the oven to be a from Jew, when you're in yeshiva, you need to set it at 450, because then when the oven is turned off and the oven's cooling down, you'll remain by 300. If you're going to start it at 300, which you think is enough to be a from Yid, then it'll go down to 200, 100, and, and you won't be able to cook or bake, and you won't be able to do anything. And the same thing in these relationships, and the post can bring down, in Sodom of Halacha bring down, that people should not be calling each other of the opposite gender by their first names. It's inappropriate. Is it halachically forbidden? It's borderline forbidden, depending what the relationship is between the people. There happens to be, I'm sure it was mentioned already in the other classes, there happens to be a very good book by Shmuel Nyman. The name of the book is Nine to Five. The book Nine to Five deals with all aspects of the workplace. Halacha, Hashkafa, and it's a very good book for people to get a hold of and, and um, read it and understand it and follow it, basically. One of the questions that was asked was, I'm going to keep Yichud to the end in the workplace because Yichud is a lot and I want to cover the other issues too and then we'll see in the general details of Yichud because then, you know, if you have a shyly, you have to ask it all. Non-Jewish co-workers halachically is much worse than Jewish workers. Even within Jewish workers themselves, there's a difference if somebody is frum and not parutz. Parutz means a promiscuous person, a person who is, they may be frum, but they're lax in intergender relationships. They have a din of prutzim. If they're a din of prutzim, and by goyim, even if the wife is in the room with them, 
the laws of Yichud still apply. A Yid, we know if the wife is there, children are there, uh, parents are there, there's no din of Yichud. But by a guy, Halacha says, the women does the woman, the wife doesn't guard him, kids don't guard him. So when you're dealing with non-Jewish co-workers or non-Jewish bosses, the laws of Yichud are much more stringent and much stricter. Um, okay, let, let's go in the certain questions that was asked besides Yichud, and then we'll get to Yichud. What happens? Yeah, you're in a business with again, man and woman and you need to see something on the computer. Is it appropriate to look? Is it appropriate to look at the same computer together? Again, can you look at the same computer halachically? Yes, but they shouldn't be on top of each other. If there are boundaries between them physically and they could look at, at the, and everybody's dressed smeistic, obviously, and they need to look at a computer screen, if need be, and there's proper physical boundaries, it would be allowed. Sitting next, next to each other by a meeting or by lunches, 100% not. They should be sitting not next to each other, apart from each other. And we'll see even by uh, in the schools, Many women teach in schools and you have male principals and male teachers when female teachers will discuss that in a minute. Complimenting on a job well done only if it's a professional compliment. You can compliment somebody emotionally and you can compliment them professionally, so to speak. An emotional compliment that could create a relationship between the two is halachically forbidden. If it's a professional compliment, then, then it's okay. Then you'd be allowed to do it. Emailing, texting, conversations, jokes, complaints. Jokes, I don't see any need why that has to be done. That's breaking a boundary a little bit. But if you need to email and text in conversations, you know, only if it's done in a proper way. Again, completely professional. If it's done in a non-professional way, it's halachically forbidden. And I'll give you, you wanna know, let me give you an example of how would I know if this email is appropriate or not? You know how you would know? If your husband would see this email, would he be okay with it? Or he wouldn't be okay with it? If your husband wouldn't be okay with it, then you're not allowed to do it. If it's a professional email, then your husband should be comfortable with it. If not, you shouldn't be working there. And I said before, if your husband doesn't want you to work there, you're not allowed to work there anyway. And by the way, once a woman, let's say everybody has a Yetzirah, once a woman in the workplace feels that they're becoming an emotional connection, they have a halachic obligation to quit cold turkey. Just quit. Halachically, you don't even have to give notice. So again, you want to know if an email of the opposite gender, would your husband agree, uh, okay, that email? Would a Rav okay that email? Would your mashpia okay that email? Getting rights to work, social media presence and advertising, taking pictures with men. When a lot of times, and this I 
don't get even chosen color pictures are atrocious. Uh, many times shluchim are taking pictures when they're going out on shlichas with them and their wives. It's atrocious and it should be stopped. But especially in a professional setting, there are lochas about a man between two women, a woman between two men. You should be distancing women on one side, men on the other. There should be physical distance of taking pictures and uh, proper distancing. And the pictures shouldn't be making funny faces and all the other crazy things people do in the workplace. It has to be done professional. Now, if you want to know in Hashkafa what a professional approach is, that you need to speak to your mashkia. You need to speak to your dog. You need to speak if you're married to your husband. And then you'll be able to have guidance of what would be considered professional or not professional. A woman that's not married, by the way, that's in the workplace, the laws of Yichud are stricter because she has no husband in town that she's fearful of as far as doing anything wrong. So then if there's no husband in city in town and the woman's single, so then, as we'll get to in the Dinam of Yichud, there it is, you know, much stricter. Um, staff lounges is the same thing. Again, if it's staff lounges, men and women are sitting separate and it's all professional discussion, then halachically it's okay. You want to know if it's okay, you need to ask your Mashmiya. What kind of work related parties are okay and not okay? With the first question was with alcohol. There is no question that a woman, a Yiddish, a Yiddish woman, should never be drinking alcohol. It's halachically forbidden, by the way, for a woman to drink alcohol at a mixed party. It is halachically forbidden. If you're talking about an office party that they're serving drinks and wine and cocktails and all that, there is halachically forbidden for a woman to take part of alcohol at that time. Kosher food, obviously, if it's not kosher food at the meal, at the place, you have to ask a shayla if you're allowed to be at the party and what you're allowed to do and what you're not allowed to do. Entertainment, again, if it's not prost, if it's prost entertainment, inappropriate entertainment, a woman's not allowed to be there, and a true man's not allowed to be there either, halachically. <clears throat> Even if the entertainment is kosher, it has to be separate seating away from each other. Um, what kind of gifts? I'm just reading the questions here, and then we'll go back to <clears throat> the other ones. What kind of gifts are okay to give and receive from the boss of workmates? It has to be completely professional, meaning. It should not be a gift from a man to a woman that's for the woman's personal usage. It could be professional useful, but they shouldn't be giving them perfume. They shouldn't be giving them clothing. They, they can give things for their home. You know, it's a gift for the family. Then it's okay because there's no relationship creating. But if a, if a boss is going to give a woman a personal gift, gift that creates some type of feeling, like the day when a husband and wife are nida, 
So then it, sh it shouldn't happen. They shouldn't be giving those types of gifts. Um, what happens, somebody asks, if you and your husband have different standards of what is appropriate or not, uh, then you have a lot of other issues also. But the answer to that question is you go by the strictest standard. You have to go by the strictest standard of the two because then in these things, you have to be machmed. Because if you make it, once you break the barrier, the barrier keeps breaking until there is no more barrier. How should staff meetings be held in the Jewish school or workplace? Staff meetings have to be done with proper sinilus, meaning separate sides of the room. There's a side for men and a side for the women, and that's it. And if they need to communicate between themselves, it has to be done in a way which is appropriate. In other words, professional business and nothing, again, nothing that would be out of that realm of professional business. Okay, let's go to some of the dinim of Yichud, which applies a lot in the workplace. Generally speaking, let me give a general guidelines. A man and a woman, again, unless it's husbands, children, parents, siblings on a temporary basis, are not allowed to be alone in a room. They're not allowed to be in a room alone. Even if they're single, they're still yichud by a penuya, by a single girl. There's also uh, even by a single girl, there is the din of yichud. So therefore, if a man, let's say there's a lawyer, uh, a boss and a worker, a secretary, let's say. It's a lawyer and a secretary, a doctor and a secretary and they have an, a closed office, they cannot be alone in the office, even if they're two separate rooms, if the office is locked and nobody else can, is able to come into the office without first ringing or the, buzzing in or whatever it is. The only hatter to be in the same office is number one, if at least three people are a shaykh to come in, whether it's in a public place that's like a store, people just come in and out, and at any given moment, you're, you're, you can see who's coming in or out, then it would be allowed. But otherwise, for a man and a woman to be alone in the workplace. In fact, even this post can talk about, when a woman goes to her OBGYN or a doctor that's a male doctor, halachically, it's a problem of yichud. Unless if the door is unlocked and the nurses could walk in as they do at any given moment. But otherwise, it's a problem of yichud. So if you have an office with men and women together, then the only that other people come in, then it's not a problem of yichud. If it's at night that people don't come in anymore because the office is, you know, people are closed and you're staying late to work with the boss as a dictation, a secretary, or getting things done, because you have a deadline, there's mamish an issue with the yichud. Therefore, early in the morning, if they come to the office before other workers are coming, or you know, after workers are staying, 
then there's a problem of yichud. If it's an office that's unusual for people to walk into, it's not, it's not done, okay? Or in a public office after hours, the din is, is a din of yichud. And let me tell you, there's another interesting halacha, the contemporary poskim write with this. And that is, if you're in an office that people can walk in, but you have a camera seeing when people are coming, then you have a real problem of yichud. Because you can be doing things, and as soon as you see the screen, people are coming, then you'll stop. But you still have a problem of yichud. Because you can monitor who's coming and who's not coming. If there's a monitor in the office, that a security camera that watches every person in the office of what's going on in each person's office, and the camera, the, the monitor and the camera is not in the room where you are sitting, then it's also allowed. Because then you don't know it's going to be recorded, it's going to be seen, and then it's, a, then it's okay. Um, again, you can only stay alone in the office if it's probable, not possible, probable that people will walk in. Um, now, what happens if there's a number of offices in a building, okay? Again, there are different offices. You're in one office. As long as people, it's not Kabbalah here. As long as people are able to walk into the office at any given time, there's no din of Yehud. If they cannot walk in or the door is locked, then you have a problem of Yichud. If you're in an office with a window facing the street, the window facing the street, then as long as you are in a place where people can see, you can't go to the back. As long as you're in a place where people can see you in the street, then there's also no din of Yichud. I don't know how many of you would remember this. When the Rebbe used to have Yechidus, used to be Monday and Wednesdays usually. When the Rebbe had Yechidus, or Sunday and Wednesday, whatever, whichever days it were. The Rebbe, obviously the Rebbe's door was open. The secretaries kept going in and out of the Rebbe's room. Yet, now many of you remember this, that they picked up the shade in the Rebbe's room before Yechidus, the mask had picked up the shade in the Rebbe's room. Technically, you're able to look from in front of 770 into the Rebbe's room. Why did the Rebbe do that? There's no Yichud because the door is not locked. The door is open and the, the people are coming in and out. But the Rebbe was extremely machmer, as great and holy as the Rebbe was and is. But the Rebbe was very machmer to teach us also, besides the fact that that's what he held in Alocha. But to be very, very strict when it comes uh, to Yichud to, uh, in the offices. Now, there is a din, and this is where being married is a little bit easier. There's a din if Baila Be'ir, if the husband is in town, then the laws technically of Yichud do not always apply. Why? Because the wife is afraid that any moment the husband can come in. If the husband's working out of town, 
then she's not afraid he's going to come home because it's too far of a distance. Or, Poskim writes, what happens if a man has a nine to five job and there's no way he can come into the office during the day? Even if Baila Be'irn, even if Baila Be'irn, it's not going to help. It's not going to help because she's not afraid he's going to come. He's not going to come. If the husband has a job that's flexible, he's in the neighborhood and he goes, he's in Chabad house, he can come back or, uh, you know, whatever, then if Baila Be'ir helps. But, Halacha says, if Libre Gaspa, if they have a close connecting relationship from work or whatever, then Baila Be'ir is not going to help. Baila Be'ir will not help. And therefore, she has to find work that's not going to be a problem of Yichud. Because if it's a man and a woman, even though she's married and her husband's in town, the fact that the husband, Leiba Gazba, they have this relationship, then it's going to be a halachic problem, a very big halachic problem of Yichud, because then it doesn't help. I want to mention also, okay, I didn't get there yet. Okay. Um, a man may have a meeting with two women if the husband of one of the woman, women are in the city. Okay. Now, if there's three women in a room or three men in a room during the day, it helps for Yehud. Okay. Or again, Poskim right? if Libre Gaspa, if they have this close relationship, it's not going to work. Um, if there is a close relationship, now some Poskim say, what happens if he's not close to one of them, but close to two of them, so then the Hetter would help. Bottom line is, you need to ask Arov, Ashaila, in every particular, there are millions of possible scenarios when it comes to Yichud, and you need to ask the Shaila, you know, if I'm allowed to be in that such a situation, because a lot of times you'll have lunch, there's two or three men in the office with the, with the woman, and two of the men go to lunch, and now she's stuck with one man and one woman, or even two men. If the door is locked, it's a big problem. If the door is open and people are in the building, even during lunchtime, People are going in and out, then it's done to be okay. But a woman, even though she's allowed to work with three men and there's no yichud, but that doesn't apply if the workers are going. Even if the wives are there, it's a problem of yichud. Um, <clears throat> a man and a woman cannot be in the same building if the building is locked, even if they're on different floors. Why? Because they can go from one floor to the next. And those doors are not locked. They can go from one floor to the next. If, um, by the way, single, okay, single men and women, both for that matter, must consult the Rav to find out in their relationships, in their jobs, if they're allowed to be working in that sense, in that situation. Um, not covering everything because there's too much to, uh, now, 
Let's talk about a very practical case of a few issues. <clears throat> Number one, let's say in a Chabad house, a lot of single girls are working in a Chabad house setting. Okay, and they have young secretaries, girls out of seminary, working in the Chabad house. There are a lot of issues, both halachically, hashkafali, if that's the correct word, but you got the point, and definitely according to the Rebbe Shita. You should know it wasn't done, but according to Rabbi Chadikov, and he mentioned this many, many times, even though nobody kept it, Rabbi Chadikov said, you cannot hire a woman secretary in a mason of, of men. It's forbidden to have a woman secretary. Every mason today does, but that's a different thing. I'm just telling you, Rabbi Chadikov mentioned many times, the shluchim in this, you cannot hire a woman secretary in a mesid of the Rebbe, where there's men around. There's a lot of issues. If a man hires a secretary, <clears throat> or if you're the girl being hired by the shliach, you must ascertain, <clears throat> and this is more important for the man, that his wife is comfortable with it. That his wife is comfortable with it. It's very important that not only hashkafa, but halacha also. They need to be comfortable with it. <clears throat> okay, now let's have a shyle about women teaching boys and men teaching girls. So a married man is permitted to teach girls in high school, seminary, elementary. But he has to make sure he's teaching them tzinias. I mean, with, with proper tzinias. He cannot become too friendly with the girls. Then it's mamish halachically forbidden. Everybody knows how many, again, like we said before, how many lives, how many families were destroyed because of these types of things. So yes, halachically, if they're married, they're allowed to teach girls. First, there's no problem of yichud because hopefully there's more than three girls in the room and it's during the day. But he cannot have a private audience with a girl in seminary or high school or elementary, halachically over three, with the door closed if nobody else can come in. If nobody else could come in. In fact, what is also pretty common, because I know Rabbanon get the Shiloh, a girl wants to tutor a boy or a man wants to tutor a girl in their house, but the parents come are away. So if you don't know, halachically I'm talking now, if you don't know when the parents are gonna come home, they could come home at any minute, then there's no problem of yichud. But if the parents are saying to the tutor and to the girl or with the boy, whatever each other, when the opposite gender, they say, we'll be back in a few hours, is mamishichud because nobody's going to walk into the house unless you're going to be a ganet breaking in, but nobody's going to walk into somebody else's house, and you know the parents are not going to be there. There's mamish and isr of yichud with a male tutor with a girl over three halachically, unless if there's siblings there, unless if there's other people there, but just a teacher and a student 
opposite genders, even if it's in the person's home, is mamish a shayla and iser of yichud. You have this big shayla with therapists. A male goes to a woman therapist, or a woman comes to a male therapist. They have the shayla in the office. There's mamish yichud. Not only that, it has a gather of libe gaspa, because when a woman or a man open up their hearts with all their issues, they're becoming vulnerable to improper behavior. Everybody knows that. So there's an issue with yichud. So then the door has to be left a little bit open if people are walking in around the building. If it's late at night and many therapists only see people at night or doctors see people at night or whatever, the fact that the door is open in a, in a building that is locked and nobody comes in at night because people don't come in, is mamisha issue of yichud. Mamish a big problem of yichud. It's mamish asr with the din of, of yichud. Um, a male principle, the same thing, a male principle, as a girl has having problems, whatever, and the teacher sends them to the principal, the principal cannot be alone with the girl in his office if the door is locked. From the, that from the outside. And there are doors, by the way, in offices and businesses that whenever you close the door, it locks automatically. So if you go into an office or in a store where the door locks automatically, and you're not visible to the street and there's nobody else in the building or the office of the teacher, principal, therapist, whatever it is, when you close the door, it locks. Um, then you have a problem of yichud. I'm gonna answer the questions in a few minutes. I'm gonna take the questions that are written on the chat. I will admit to Shem answer them to the best of my ability. Um, that's teaching that you need to be very careful with that. Um, now, there's a lot of schools, I'm talking about okay, the workplace again, there are general guidelines, but there are big, big issues that need, that need to be dealt with halachically, hashkafa, hashpa, is this appropriate for a Hasidic person? to do these types of things. And even though you'll make a great living, but as we all know, you can be open on Shabbos and make a lot of money too. We don't sacrifice our morals and ethics and families for money. We just don't. And people have to keep that in. in. Now, I'll give you another example. How about a woman teaching boys over chinuch, okay? Sometimes they make makel until the age of nine, okay? A woman, poskimite, I and mean, this again is a leniency that poskimite. Uh, um, a woman can teach a boy over nine in a school setting, which is a lot of people, but there could be no touching. Yes, you have a big problem in the camps, in the day camps, when you have girls, counselors, and their boy camps, and a lot of times it's boys and girls, so they hire girl counselors because they don't want boy counselors and girl counselors, but sometimes it could even be worse. So they hire girl counselors with nine-year-old boys. Okay, so yes, it's in camp, there's no problem of yichud. But a 
girl cannot touch a boy of nine and older, and a boy of nine or older cannot touch a girl. Some people are machmer from the age of chinuch, but even those that are mekel, it's only the age of nine. If it's friendship circles with special needs, it's a whole different shayla, it's a whole different realm, and that's not for this discussion. But halachically, a boy over nine cannot touch a girl, and a girl cannot touch a boy, a boy over nine either. So if a woman is teaching boys over nine, there's a big problem. There might be a problem this year, Pascal Shaila, singing in the presence, the teacher is singing in a bunch of boys. It's a Shaila in Aloha. It needs to be asked. Um, a woman, phys, phys, uh, physical exercise, by teaching them exercise and things like that, you cannot touch them. PE, as it's called, you cannot touch them. It's halachically forbidden for a woman to touch a boy over nine, unless if it's a parent, child, and what a brothers and sisters, not for now. Um, okay, under if a girl, the question over here was, can a girl be a counselor for boys under the age of nine? Under the age of nine, you could be makel, the poskam are makel, but um, not over the age of nine. Okay, I'm gonna leave this for a minute. Let me go onto the chat and see what the questions are and see what I could do with them. Um, in camp, the girls call, oh, in camp, can the girls call staff by the, in camp, can the girls call staff by the first names? In camp, you have no, nobody's gonna call <laughs> Mr. So-and-so. But again, you have to be extremely careful, okay? And you, you don't need to be too, too much seichel to understand what's appropriate, what's un inappropriate. If you have to call by the first names, you could. What is the problem with a husband and wife taking the picture together? There's no problem with a husband and wife taking pictures together, but not when they're on top of each other and they're touching each other. That's an inappropriate, the mom is touching each other. That's inappropriate for, even if she's not nida and halachically it might be allowed, it's inappropriate for a man, a husband and wife to take pictures on top of each other. Same thing with Hassan and Kala. And when people say, you know, I'm going to bavarn something, because I heard this many times. People say, no, it's only a picture for us, for the family. Nobody else is going to see it. What's the big deal? That is so dreamland that you're in a cholam. Today, in today's world, there is no such thing as anything private anymore. You put it on a family chat, it's public to the world. You put it on your whatever, Facebook, it's open to the world. What are you going to take a picture and it's not on your phone? You're going to take a picture with a camera and develop the picture and keep it hidden in your bedroom? Yeah, then you could do it. But the pictures that are taken today when even shluchim are going out and shlichas and some websites don't put the, some, don't put the men and women in, women in pictures, which is an appropriate thing anyway, but even those that allow, but they have to, a little bit of 
not touching each other, not on top of each other. Is again, is it halachically forbidden? If she's not Nida, it's not halachically forbidden. Is it appropriate? 100% not. A woman allowed to make a lachayim by a wedding. Yeah, with another woman, you can make a lachayim. Should a woman make a lachayim even by a wedding by a lachayim? Should a woman make a lachayim with a man who is not her father, husband, or son? Or maybe brother? No, 100% not. We're answering the question about a workplace. You're at a, a workplace, an office party, and people are all saying, toasting each other. So Bechlal, the touching of cups, touching each other, toasting Bechlal, according to many opinions in Allah, it's chukas agoy, just for the record, and many poskim hold that touch, you know, banging the glasses against each other is a goyish minig, has no basis in Allah, and there ain't Bechlal, it's forbidden. That's even between men to men and whatever. But that, that a lot of people do. You're talking about at a wedding on the woman's side of the machitza, and they're making the l'chaim with their friends. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. But alcohol should not be drunk by a woman. A woman should not drink alcohol by a mixed party. Are cam cameras enough to mitigate a question of yichu with regards to a therapist? Um, if it's a camera that other people outside the office could see, and there are people there, it's not a problem of Yichud. But there is an issue with cameras. I mean, not always do cameras work. Let me tell you a little secret. It got to a point in the secular world, I don't know if any of you noticed this, but a lot of times when a male OBGYN is, is looking at checking a female patient, will call a nurse into the room. Because there have been tons of lawsuits of women making up stories that the doctor touched them inappropriately and did wrong things. So a lot of doctors, Bechlau, today are always wanting a woman, a nurse, or the door will be open. You know, but they, they, even in the secular world, they're very strict about this aspect of male and female because everybody's suing each other today and then the burden of proof is on you that you didn't do it. Um, okay, are there any other questions? Nobody, no more questions? So I've got a few questions. Um, I see some are repetitive, um, but some, uh, you said about not using first names. Someone asked, what's Sophie, it? I didn't say Rabbi first Chaim. Huh? Like Rabbi Chaim, instead of saying Rabbi and the last name, Rabbi and the first name, that's right. Rabbi Chaim is fine. Okay, as another question about um, group WhatsApp chat, like a work WhatsApp, WhatsApp chat. A group WhatsApp chat is only good for a woman to be, or man to be on if it's totally business. But the problem is in today's world, business is not only business anymore. It's social and it's romantic. And, you know, as we all know, the that's happening from this. If it's a chat, a WhatsApp chat, that's totally business, 
you know, information about the business, that's fine. If it gets into social issues, men, women issues, then it's inappropriate to be on it. By the way, according to many poskim today, even um, Zoom, a Zoom class between a man and a woman might be a Shaila of Yichud. A Zoom class, even though they're not even in the same room, but the fact that they're communicating directly one-to-one could be a Shaila of Yichud. What apps, what app, what app groups? Again, if it's professional, yes. Otherwise, no. Okay, there's another question here. Can you join games played at work for team building? It depends what type of games. For instance, if if they're playing, let's say, I mean, you can have millions of different types of games. I'm going to throw out certain different cases. Uh, Should a woman play ping pong with a man at work? Or pool with a man? 100% not. Okay, are you talking board games? I mean, again, is it appropriate? It's not so appropriate. This is a question you need to ask him a It depends what the game is. How, you know, how many people are on top of each other, not on top of each other. Um, you know, they, you have to be very careful and people have to know that we as Yidin, from Yidin, Chiddush Yidin, are different. And they respect it, by the way. In today's world, they respect it when you behave properly. So again, the answer to the question is certain games definitely not. Other games, is it a, halachically forbidden? No. Is it appropriate? You have to ask your mashpia based on who, what, when, where. Right, okay. And you mentioned um, before about women and alcohol is halachically not okay. Is it okay if let's say women, one woman and another woman are uh, together? You said that was fine. That's fine. Yes. Okay. Um, one more question came in. Not sure I have clarity on the teacher's room question. If Rabbi, if Rabbi can please clarify. So somebody asked before, I think, about a teacher's room that locks automatically, I believe. I mentioned that. Someone asked if it's um, a teacher's room that locks automatically, but all the teachers have the code, but the woman and the man are in there. If the teachers have a code and it's a time when teachers would come into the lounge, then there's no problem of yichud. Right. If it's like in the middle of a class and this teacher has an off period and this woman has an off period and all the other teachers are not coming in now, then there's a big problem. Okay. You got anything else? I don't see anything else here. I mean, you could talk to Dinam of Yichud. There's Svarim and Svarim based on Yichud. I think, as I mentioned before, there's this very good book. I tried to get it. It was not available for another three weeks, but I was I read and I was told that this book nine to five, Rabbi Shmuel Naiman, is an excellent book covering all the possible scenarios that can be in in a workplace. That's why it's called nine to five. And he discusses everything with proper hashkaf and proper halacha. But again, I must emphasize before you take a job, and I know a lot of women were not on at the beginning. Um, before you take a job in the workplace, if you're married, your husband must agree for you taking the job. You must first speak to Mashpia, and then you must speak to Adav, 
after you know what the scenarios are in the workplace, what the setup is, to find out if it's number one, halachically allowed, and secondly, if it's appropriate, if it's hashkafa allowed or not. And again, we cannot sacrifice our lives, even if you're not married. We cannot sacrifice our life for a job that can cause, God forbid, God forbid, has to show them a disaster in relationships, in future marriages, in, in everything. So anyway, everybody should have a Everybody should find the right uh, place in life to work. And everybody together should bring Mashiach. Thank you so much, for taking the time to do this very, very informative and very interesting um, session. Okay, call to Thank you so much. So thank you so much once again, everyone, for joining us tonight. And um, if you did miss last week's class, it's on mikvah.org forward slash audio, as well as this class. If you missed any part of it or you know anyone that missed it, it will probably be up in the next day or two on our podcast. And hope to see you next week, same time, same place. We have a really nice interview with two additional professional women who will discuss how they implement all these halachas that Rabbi Shusterman discussed. Thank you again for joining us. Have a good night. We hope you enjoyed today's recording. Please take a moment to leave a rating or a review to help others find the podcast. We welcome you to support our vital work at mikvah.org forward slash donate. For feedback, please email podcast at mikvah.org. Have a wonderful day. Thank you.